0: is worms the best team 17 game it's amigos episode
1: 333
0: hi everybody welcome to amigos i'm john and i'm aaron and today Aaron, we're going to be talking about worms Ooh. Now, Aaron, there's, you know, worms sort of falls into the category of creepy crawlies. Um, you know, you've got your spiders, you got your snakes, you got your worms. Which of those sorts of kinds of animals creep
2: you out the most? Well, I hate all those, by the way. I mean, I didn't expect to go in this direction, uh, uh, but uh, I hate all bugs. I hate mm. them uh worms you know what i really don't like i don't like spiders i don't like uh bugs at all but i really don't like the uh, like millipedes and stuff those are yeah, particularly centipede. disgusting also slugs they don't do it for me i mean worms if you've been fishing you know you sort of had to get intimate with the worm mm-hmm. i don't like it i don't you like have
0: to it kill worms just straight up
2: kill them you gotta get, yeah, but I mean, it's for the better, it's the greater good, so you can feed the fish, you know, and get a hook. True. Now, I hate fishing, I should mention that, but I have gone fishing because everyone here fishes. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I, we, my dad was smart enough to get us on. We use lures now, we don't actually use the old worm, but everybody's got the you know, you get down to the place that sells the little Tupperware bowl of night crawlers, you mm-hmm. put those things on your hook pretty gross but what did you ever do much fishing with that stuff a, a,
0: a million billion times really you know, yeah i figured that i uh i never really got over it i'm sort of like you i just you know it's to properly put a worm on a hook you literally have to impale the creature i mean like you you stick it on there and then you halfway through you just rip it's it's you don't want to think about it you don't i mean it's, i agree uh, it's a dangerous it's it's and here's the thing fishing is just sort of like to me, it, it hits all it, it's cruel on every level. Cause then you use that to catch the fish that you stick the hook through the thing. I mean, I get it. Like if you're fishing because you want to eat something, you know, and you catch a fish and you skin it and you cook it and you eat it, it's a circle of life, baby. Yeah. But that's not the way that we fished when I was a kid. Like we go out to the pond. You know, you go to the Hurricane Reservoir or whatever, and you catch a fish, you look at <laughs> yeah. it and throw it back, you know, because it's yeah. it's tiny. You can't eat it. Sport and, fishing. Yeah, sport yeah. fishing. Right. But in terms of the creepy crawlies, I would put worms at the, at the least freaky. I mean, I agree with you. We have centipedes in our house. Like house. They're actually a species of centipede called house centipedes. Yeah. And they're freaky. Horrific. Like, Yeah. They're freaky. But what I've read is that they're actually good because they don't hurt you and they eat a lot of the insects that do cause you pain and suffering.
2: You know, I hear that about different bugs. Like, oh, they're good. It's good. I don't care. I don't want any of the bugs in here. You know, but I mean. You have a no
0: quarter. No quarter to the bugs.
2: I've got a thing with bugs. If I don't see them, you know, they can do what they want. But the second they come home into view, they die. Now, the Mm. Chud... He he's a lover of life. He is. He had a pet. He had a remember he had a pet crooked for like twelve months, you know, yeah. like a solid year. Oh, I mean, who knew crookets could live that long in captivity or out of captivity? He That's would feed true. it and stuff. You right? know. So, but some some people like him, but not me. Uh, in terms of the fishing, you know, you're right. Every I, I agree with you about clicking the boxes of yuck. You know, But I don't even like to eat fish, so there is no good side to fishing to me. I don't (laughs) like any part of it. So, yeah, I could do away with the whole worm situation.
0: Now, this game, though, Aaron, uh, allows me to explore the life of the worm from their perspective. So, you know, before we even get into it.
2: (laughs) It's pretty interesting. Yeah, I I never thought of it that (laughs) way.
0: Yeah. But, Aaron, before we talk about worms, it's time to talk about this week's Amiga News. Oh,
2: man, here it goes.
0: New news. Right out of the gate, Pixel Addict magazine. This comes to us. This is a new magazine. A digital culture magazine is what they what they uh what they build themselves as. Look at this cover uh, this is, too. This is by the same team that brought us Amiga Addict. This is a uh, Simulant and his crew. And this is the debut issue with the cover story, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. What a couple is, geeks. Look at yeah, these two geeks. Yeah. This is a multi-format magazine, Aaron. And uh, this is sort of, you know, reaching beyond that kind of the niche audience. You know, that thing I don't want to call it a niche audience because that implies that it's small. But, uh, you know, the smaller audience of, uh, of the Amiga and this branches out into... All classic computer uh, users, you know, this is for yeah. everybody. What do you think about that concept, Aaron? Do you think that there's, there's enough out there for the general classic computer user to enjoy a magazine like this?
2: Well, we'll see. I mean, it's hard to say, uh, to be honest with you. I mean, I will say, they in their first issue, they clearly, sw- they was like, Let's, what's the widest swath that we can hit? And I will say, I've not seen this picture before, and it may be super famous in some circles this picture of uh, yeah, I Steve Jobs either, either. and Bill yeah. Gates sitting on the staircase. And I'm sure the guy that shot this back in the day was like, look at these two nerds. Let's they're probably mm-hmm. going to take this back and they write little mustaches and beards on them and stuff. But now look at them two of the biggest, like, you know, tech genius superstars of all time. Yeah. Uh, and here they are just sitting on the staircase, just looking kind of geeky. It's, mm-hmm. it's pro it's a provocative cover in terms yeah. of the concept of the uh, magazine. Listen, you never know until you're going to try. The one thing they've got is a pedigree of success. Mm. Uh, so I figure, what the heck? You know, I think uh, uh, physical magazines are sort of making a comeback in the right market. Like you said, right. you called it niche, then you corrected yourself, but I think you nailed it. I mean, I, this is nichey. It could be a big niche. You know, everything's niche now, and that's where you get paid. You know, you have to appeal to certain people. If you really appeal to them, they'll be on board. So it might work, man. I, I'd say I'm looking forward to seeing what they've got to offer.
0: I like that word, nichey. I'm going to yeah. start using that more You can often. use that, yeah. Yeah. All right, Aaron. We wish them well, and we move yeah. on to the next story of Amadar 500. That's right, Aaron. Amadar. Remember Amadar on the old the, arcade? The old the arcade old 2600? Machine.
2: Yeah, I do remember that, yeah. man
0: um amadar is a game you know i love games like this this is kind of got a a kicks vibe to it it's one of those games where you're you know covering squares yeah uh, and 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 collect you know collecting it's sort of a pac-man kicks matchup wouldn't you say is this the one where you
2: play like I, I get these confused i know this was a mainstay of the old Starcade game show back in the day uh is this the one where you switch lead characters between uh uh this is the one where you sometimes you're a lawnmower and sometimes you're like a monkey. No, is that this no, one? Okay, no.
0: I, I well, I don't. I know that you're you're definitely a monkey. I don't remember you being a lawnmower. I think there's another game where you're a paint roller. That's, that's it. That's
2: it. that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah,
0: yeah. I have played this. Did oh, this have- actually, it is. I'm I'm watching the
2: bonus stage right now. You definitely are a paint roller. I take it all back, man. You were right. There you you were right. Hey. I, I watched a lot of arcade back in the day. I never played this in the arcade. In fact, I'm not sure if I ever saw this. I saw it all the time on TV. Uh, so I'm I'm sitting here trying to think about ever actually sat down and played this. I'm not sure I have. This maybe would pass me by here, dude. I played this one. I started playing
0: this one when I when I got the old Mame cab up and running. Yeah, and this is this game. I love games like this. I love games where you fill in stuff. You know, like Kicks is always one of my favorites. Yeah, Uh, and this sort of this is an easier version. I think this is an easier game than Kicks. It's more character driven. Like I said, it's it's sort of a mashup uh, between a game like Pac Man and a game like Kicks. I'm a big fan of Amidar, and it is coming to the Amiga Mm -hmm. uh, for the A G A. Uh, and, uh, actually I take it back. I guess that this is coming to the a 500 cause this is Amadar 500. So, uh, this is J O T D who J O T D one of the giants of the Amiga community, both in doing, um, I think he did a lot of WHD load conversions, but then he also did, of course, Miss Pac-Man, Pac-Man 500, uh, the supercars international 96 supercars two AGA. He's done all of this stuff. Uh, I can't wait. Of course, this is part of this year of the uh, arcade conversion, the Game Jam, Amiga Cami, all that stuff. It's a great time to be an Amiga gamer like you and I are that really love arcade games because there's so many of them are coming home.
2: These conversions that are all coming over, it's just, I I just love it. I just love it. It's great. And I mean, this looks real good. You know, yeah. I, mean, I mean, if you consider what the arcade looks like. Uh, and so, yes, it's very exciting. This competition's really—you talk about uh, uh, making hay here. They've done a, it's done a great job when loading us up with goodies. I love it. Right, right, right. So, be on the lookout. I guess the the video that was posted
0: over on Indie Retro News saying that they, it is almost complete. So, I'd imagine it will be released very
2: soon. Sweet, I love it.
0: Now, Aaron, this next video comes to us from Modern Vintage Gamer. This thing oh, yes. dropped right uh, on the new year, January 3rd. And it's it's a short video all about Another World. Now, of course, there's a million videos done on Another World. We covered Another World on the show uh, a couple months ago. But this one really goes in into the tech that made Another World so cool. And it does it in such a way that we could never do because it breaks <laughs> down. <laughs> It breaks down exactly what's going on from a technical perspective that allowed a game like Another World to run on hardware that it really shouldn't have been able to. You know, it talks about all the different tricks that were used in terms of the multi-planar uh, bitmaps and, and and a lot of the lighting effects and stuff like that that, that made this thing look uh, to make it, you know, the, the technical achievement that it was. Uh, Another World, not one of my favorite games at the end of the day, but you can't, deny that it is a work of art wouldn't you say
2: yes i love i like modern vintage gamers channel and i haven't got to see this yet I, it's, been, it's the first time i've, I've even uh, heard about this but this sounds great because that it, that game is a, a title that does escape what you would expect uh, especially back in that time uh, for a game to look like and, and and so i'm definitely gonna check that out and that's a good channel too just to like add he's that, that does a lot of good stuff
0: yeah yeah uh, this next one, Aaron, isn't really a bit of Amiga news, but it's just a tweet that I found. And so sometimes I like to share okay. these because they, they, I I I think they're cool. This is a picture that I'd never seen before. This is an Amiga lab, an Amiga lab, Aaron, with bench seating. So it looks like this is a lab full of what looks like, would you say those are 500s or 1200s? Can you tell?
2: Uh I can't. It, well, the disk drives are the pretty. All oh, the old style of disk drives. So mm-hmm. one would think that maybe this was that this was the uh, five. I yeah. can't. My yeah. eyes aren't good enough, and that picture's pretty but, grainy.
0: But I have not seen. Uh, I have never seen or heard of a computer lab being made up with nothing but Amigas before Have you.
2: I've never seen one. Now in this country, well, despite what you may have heard, it didn't happen. I don't know any schools that had these. And like normal schools that had Amigas in them, uh, but boy, that's that's something. That's a lot of money sitting right there too. They Those that didn't come cheap.
0: No, no, no. So Pretty anyway, neat, uh, this was this comes to us from Robin at Eight Bit Show and Tell, uh, and uh, and this is uh, just a tweet from from this person. I don't know if Robin it's, it's I don't know if it's a guy or a girl. So Robin at Eight Bit Show and Tell has tweeted this out, and uh, it's just a, a neat picture. Well done. Thank you. All right, Aaron. Next up, we have a Melancholy Happy Trails to uh, Just Add Water founder, Stuart Gilray. Uh, Stuart Gilray passed away uh, earlier this week, aged 51, far too soon uh, for uh, a man of his stature. This is reported on by Eurogamer. he was known for uh, being on the team of many, many games, including quite a few Amiga games. Uh, I think that he is uh, most known uh, lately for the Oddworld series. He was the creative director of Oddworld Stranger's Wrath, uh, but he was uh, he produced Aaron Perfect Pinball, Pinball Illusions, Pinball World, Pinball Dreams Two, and Pinball Fantasies. Oh wow! So, what a yeah. what yeah what a, what a what a list of games there. He also Aaron coded Rubicon. He was the coder for
2: Rubicon, a game that we discovered a couple weeks ago. So fifty one, yeah, is too young, and that hits close to home. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest with you, uh, and uh, I don't know what happened to this poor fella, uh, but uh, boy, I, I, I believe
0: that this was this was complications due to uh, related to COVID. Oh,
2: so. it does say that here. Well, that yeah. sucks. Well, listen. Uh, uh condolences to his family his friends his coworkers uh he left his mark it's a shame uh the the uh unpleasantness has taken a lot of of people uh, in its wake a lot of creative people and uh this is just another poor fella i hope he had a good life and i hope uh he got everything done that he could
0: yeah all right aaron uh now we move on to some happier news as we enter our new segment you have several upcoming events you'd like to share with us
2: Oh, yes, absolutely. So, uh, I want to talk about, and we got to get this out of the way here before I forget. That's why I told Boat we had to do it early. We got a lot of stuff coming up uh, in the next month or so. And we usually talk about this at the end of the show, but I want to talk about it here now uh, just on the basis that I think there'll be more people seeing it now. Uh, so, right out of the gate, we're going to talk about our scheduled event uh, that's coming up on January 29th. International Computer Club boat. Uh, uh, it's a biggie uh, every time we do it. And these things don't come around all off. We try to do maybe two a year uh, boat. And so and you never know when they're going to go away, depending on how aggravating and how much of a disaster it is. They may never <laughs> come back uh, unless boat wants to take up the mantle. Uh, but uh, uh, this time around, we're going to kick this thing off a uh, boat uh, early to accommodate people from all different time zones Because one thing about the International Computer Club is it usually runs long. Uh, And so we're going to try to help out our folks over in Europe with a 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time start time. Uh, We're going to run until we're done, uh, Boat. These things can run. I mean, they'll run bare minimum three hours and usually a little bit more. And if you're not familiar with the International Computer Club, uh, what it is is a gathering of people. We just get together in Discord and uh, everybody comes on, and we have presenters that come on. We've had everything from people that talked about ZX uh, graphical programming techniques, 3D printing. A uh, pe- uh, uh, flack did a, a demonstration on how to make an animated uh, m- a movie poster out of a out of like a big monitor. Uh, we've had that. Da- we've had share book, their
0: book collections,
2: book yeah book reports. We had people go around and show us their uh, uh, their game rooms, their collections. Uh, we've had plenty of that. We've had all sorts of Amiga stuff. We've had all sorts of interesting Cocoa stuff, uh, products, upcoming products. We've had El uh, Curtis Boyd, Chris Edwards uh, uh, get involved in it. We've had a lot of different people uh, that have been involved in the uh, uh, International Computer Club. And you are welcome to get involved. There's a sign-up sheet in our Discord uh, if you would like to sign up uh, to uh, do a uh, presentation. If you're not a member of the Discord and you're still interested in doing a presentation, but what's the email they could get in touch with us if that was if they were interested in something like that?
0: That would be uh, Aaron at AmigosPodcast.com.
2: Yes, just drop me a note. Uh, and this, if you want to show up on the night of International Computer Club and watch the event, you've got two ways to do it. We'll be streaming the event on Twitch. So if you're watching this on Twitch right now, the same exact channel. If not, you can show up. Again, that'll be the 29th at 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Or if you're part of our Discord, you can actually take uh, part in the event. Even if you're not doing a presentation, feel free to come into the the uh, Discord room and you can uh, join up and watch the event, be on video. We usually have quite a few people that just come to watch the event. We talk to them, see what they're up to. Uh, it's a good time. Uh, we've got a few more spots left on the sign-up sheet, so if you've got uh, something you'd like to talk about, uh, just hop on there and fill it out. It's, it's uh in the Discord channel. So that's International Computer Club. Okay, next on the docket. Uh, you'll recall, Boat, that uh, during the Amigathon, I'm, I set a certain limit uh, to uh, do a certain stream. And the limit was surpassed big time. They went way past the limit. And so uh, it's a long story, but people have been pestering me for six months to do an all Barbie game stream. And so your wish is granted uh, because next week, that will be uh, Friday the 14th at my usual start time of 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard time. Yes, this will in fact be the long awaited all Barbie stream, all Barbie games all the time. I'll be playing uh, every Barbie game I can play in a two hour period and we'll see how it goes should be a lot of fun, uh, or not. Actually, it should be torturous for me, but it should be amusing for everyone else. So the Barbie stream will be uh, at that time. Lastly, Boat, uh, I want to talk about two Fridays from now. That's Friday, January 21st, uh, will be the January edition of Conversations from the Dark Side. Uh, I've had a lot of people talking to me about when this is coming back, or if it was coming back. We did it uh, four episodes in October. Uh, We're going to probably do maybe one a month. I think that's more than enough, boat, uh, for that show, but it's a lot of fun. And this time out, we're going to be talking about UFO encounters. All Mm. right. So, UFO encounters. Uh, We have a phone number that you can call during the show. We have live chatting during the show. We take emails, the whole nine yards. I'll have a little more about that next week, some contact information, but I just want to get the. Get your uh, brains to be thinking about u f o encounters that'll be coming up in t- uh two Fridays from now uh on conversations from the dark side. I think that's all I got boat all right
0: well, that's a lot to look forward to. We've certainly got uh your weekends are set for from here on out in terms of uh, of things to do so Aaron, I think that it's time to talk a little bit about one of the guys that makes this show happen each and every week and that is our buddy Frank over at retrorewind.ca
2: Frank is a good guy. Frank's got a lot going on and Frank is your hookup for all the Amiga, Commodore 64, uh C16, CD TV, CD32, anything you could possibly need, Frank's got it and uh recently added was coco support color computer support including the very popular sdc the uh coco uh, uh the uh, card based input output device for your cartridge slot boat you didn't know jack squad about the coco you picked one of these things up and how did it, how did it do for you oh my gosh
0: it is definitely the best multi-cart interface i've ever used and i have them all i've got ever drives I've got the uh, div MMC future uh, I've got the SDIEC uh, uh, thing for the c64 the cocoa is I mean it's the easiest to use it's got the best GUI it loads up instantly and it makes using the the killer computer just an absolute joy there's, there's that's all I can
2: say it's a must purchase if you've got a killer computer yeah uh, specifically a two or three um, listen. You've heard us talk about Frank's uh, recapping service. Now, you can buy caps from Frank, capacitors. He'll send you the full kit. You can do it yourself. But uh, if you're the kind of person who doesn't feel comfortable getting into your own computer, listen, I'm a good hand, but with the old soldering iron, but I've never recapped uh, my stuff strictly to basis that I don't want to feel the guilt and displeasure with myself by going there and screw something up because even an experienced old-school solder hand can drop the ball. Uh, brother mm-hmm. you know i was just watching uh one of doug's videos Tinmark, mark and he was gonna recap one and something went wrong listen it doesn't make doug a hack it's tough these things are tough these boards are old that solder's old you're doing yeoman's working there don't don't bust your hump man sit pack that sucker up send it up north up to canada to frank at retro rewind.ca he'll take care of it for you He's a professional, and I mean at the top level, with decades and decades of experience. Plus, he's got machines at his hands that you don't have. It's not like he's just going there with a big, fat $10 Radio Shack soldered iron and a block of soldering about 15 years ago and giving it a whirl. He's got all the latest crap. He's taking care of business, new school, so you don't have to worry when you send your stuff up there. And he does it on the cheap boat.
0: Yeah, and... You can be even cheaper. If you use the promo code AMIGOS10 at checkout, you will save 10% off any order. So Frank's prices are already insanely cheap. You can save an additional 10% by using the code AMIGOS10. We do thank Retro Rewind for being the official sponsor of the Amigos podcast.
2: And hopefully we'll be at Boat Fest if everything goes well, Boat.
0: All right, Aaron, it's time to talk about worms.
2: Bam. So we're going back back to the past here and having another look at worms now uh i'm gonna we're gonna sort of talk about worms and in, in two different time periods here the original worms and how that came to be and then i looked and i know boat did as well at the director's cut which was the last uh one of the last amiga games ever released uh, officially and, and and certainly the last worms for the amiga and we're gonna have a look at that too so both the original uh, version of Worms came out in the Amiga in 1995. Uh, and, you know, this...
0: before, I think that's worth mentioning right now because this game came out essentially after the demise of Commodore. Yeah, I
2: mean, it was, yeah the, things the, are on the, the spin, the, that's for sure.
0: The, 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 the sale to SCOM had happened and was in the process of imploding. Uh, this, you know, this was uh, really one of the, the last commercial hurrahs of the system.
2: Yeah, um, this was uh, developed, of course, by Team Seventeen, published by Ocean, uh, designed by Andy Davidson. Now, Bo, you, I think, you've told this tale a few times about Andy getting this thing published. You give him, give him the quick rundown of what happened here.
0: So, Andy developed this game called Total Wormage, and uh, and it was basically uh, a, a a prototype version of Worms, uh, and he shopped it around. Nobody was interested. Uh, that, you know, there had been artillery games before scorched earth, a bunch, I mean, tank games are a dime a dozen on computers. Uh, but then he took this thing to a trade show. And uh and and it was basically well actually before then he entered it in a competition. I believe it was a magazine programming it competition.
2: It, yeah, absolutely was, yes. And, and, it, 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 and he it, didn't it, win.
0: <laughs> not only did he not win, I don't think he came in the top ten. I think yeah. like the top ten entries got prizes.
2: It was a mega so, format. They dropped the ball right there. So you can I to oh, name yeah. them so people would know. And so but anyway, he brought
0: it to a trade show and it caught the attention of uh Team 17 who decided to publish it. That's that's sort of how it came to be.
2: Yeah, it's funny how it works. And this is one of those things. And think now I want you to think just for a minute. Don't think of the Amiga 1995, 1997. Think of t- it's 2022, okay? How many Worms games have been released? And how much money has this franchise generated over the past, you know, what 25 years? It's unbelievable. And you can pinpoint the exact time where someone was like, yeah, we'll give that a whirl. You know, I don't know who that guy was, but he deserves a bonus, but he's still there because he's made Team 17. He's, I mean, it's well, kept him in the it- game it's sort of
0: interesting because at the time team 17 was basically just, I think three people basically at the top that were making the decisions. And so uh, I believe it was sort of a a group effort where they looked at this thing and they said, yeah, this, this can work. Uh, What's funny is that after they talked to him at the trade show, they lost his contact information and they had to contact (laughs) Amiga format to get it.
2: Wow. I never heard that one. That's crazy. Crazy. So uh, again, this was designed by Ann Davidson and with help from uh, Chris Blythe, Uh, produced by Martin Brown and the artist on this uh, Rico Holmes and the composer Bjorn Lynn. This game, uh, you know, once he had the basic concept for it, uh, when you put this, when you look at this game and like boats, these tank games are a dime a dozen, but what he did here with the original worms was he took the concept of a tank, an artillery game and just, he just goosed it a little bit. Uh, Someone mentioned Scorched Tanks. That comes up a lot. And they had sort of started the started the idea of doing something like that. But this thing took it and really expanded upon it and then added the element of the cute little guys that should be blowing up back and forth. And that's a magic formula. Uh, of course, in the game, Worms, uh, you've got a team of worms, literal worms, on a landscape, and your goal is to assassinate and murder all of your enemy worms. Uh, through various weapons that you have on hand. Uh, you have everything from guns to grenades uh, to uh, bazookas, you, and you uh, control these weapons by first aiming them, and then depending on the weapon, it will change how they're controlled. Some weapons like grenades, you hold down your button long enough to, sh- to uh, add to how far you're going to throw it, then you let go it throws it. Sort of almost like a golf game boat. And then mm-hmm. some weapons you just hold the button down, and it's sort of like guns just sort of shoot. Different weapons have different uh, abilities. Then you also get some stuff that helps you travel. There's a lot of uh, uh, movement in the game because you move your worms around this may this uh, landscape that's also deteriorating as parts of it get blown away. I mean, really, do you remember when you first saw worms? But what were your thoughts on it? I remember exactly when really? I saw worms. Yes, uh, this was a
0: game that the Brent brought over to my house, my parents' house, of course, because yeah. I was still living at home. This was when I had first met the Brent, and he was introducing me to the delightful world of software piracy on the PC. Yeah. And uh, he brought this that thing sounds over. like him. And it was it was something crazy. It was like ten discs. It seemed like it was like a million discs. But yeah. anyway, I got all the discs, and then that was my bargaining chip. That was my way into the scene because if you are going into the scene, you got to have something to offer. So I could offer worms. <laughs> um, this game i I had never i'd played a game on the Mac uh, over at the Lily's house called yeah. Tank. And that was yeah. the first uh, that was the first game that I played that was like this. But this game was so far beyond. Yeah. The you know, it took that concept and it brought it to a whole nother level. It was is definitely one of the seminal gaming experiences in my life. The first time I played Worms.
2: For sure. Yeah. Now, so but I mean, you weren't playing the original version. Right? I Just was playing
0: to... the original Worms. Really? This, OK, this great. That's awesome then. Yeah. So because this is know, in 1995, it was the yeah. only version of Worms.
2: Well, it's 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 hard to remember the the whole layout of it, but that's cool. I was wondering because I see I never played this version ever. Yeah, like, it wasn't I, until I was way Worms down the line. 2 yeah.
0: It wasn't until Worms Two where they changed the art style.
2: Yeah, I, the the one I remember playing the most. I'm not sure I'd ever played Worms before. And I'd heard of it was Worms World Party on the Dreamcast. That's where I played it the most. I mean, I knew about Worms. I may have played it on like the PlayStation or something. I, I don't think I ever played it on the Amiga, uh, but I mean, because by '95. I was I was out, you know. I was out of the game, uh, you know, at that point. Uh, so, guess what? The original worms did pretty good, Boaster. According to the statistics, uh, by March of '96, its sales had reached almost 250 thousand copies, and then across all ports, it says here, the, it ultimately sold above five million units in 2006. Now, I'm sure they're rolling in some of the other worms into that. But that's oh, still, I'm That's, sure that's they an will, amazing yeah. number. You yeah. know, one one of the things that got me though uh, on the original Worms was I looked at a bunch of reviews for it and it reviewed pretty well, but what? But not always. And often people kept saying that like, oh, all this is is like another type of Lemmings, or all this is is another sort of Cannon fodder, right? And which is you
0: could- which is uh, completely ridiculous because those games have nothing to do with this game. It shows you. How these magazines, how these magazines operated, you know, these, these gaming focused magazines where the only thing that mattered was having lots of, and and these were mostly based out of the UK, at least the ones that I've seen, I'm sure that there were other ones in Europe, but we definitely didn't have magazines like this writing for the, the computers in America where you just had to have a lot of attitude. You had to be very opinionated, yeah. and uh, you had to to have copy. You had to review every game, every issue, had to review 6,000 games. And so what happened was you ended up with people that didn't actually play the game, or they might have played it for five minutes, came up with an opinion, and then put it out there. It's not unlike the YouTube of today.
2: Well, you know, it's, yeah. And the thing is, if you look at this game, right, without knowing what the game is, it's got little guys that move around. It's kind of funny. It's kind of war-based. And so you can see how someone could say, "Oh, it's 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 mouse based or whatever." You're like, sure. "Oh, it's just another lemmings." And we both know it, this has absolutely nothing to do with the gameplay in Lemmings or Cannon Fodder. It's completely different for both those games. But I, so, but I mean, I saw that come up over and over and over when they were talking about the original game. So I wanted to mention it just because it's such a goofy thing. It's and you, it struck me the same way it struck you. Just odd. So that was you know, in 95. I want to flash forward because that was the original Worms. Now the one I played most this week and Roy really had spent more time with was Worms, the director's cut, uh, boat.
1: Right. Uh, and, and
0: what the, and what Worms, the director's cut did was it, it was, it was only for the Amiga and it basically brought Worms up to the par of the original DOS release. If you play the original DOS release of Worms, uh, it is pretty identical to Worms director's cut.
2: Right. Uh, so the director's cut came out a couple years later in 97. Again, this was Team 17 behind it, but uh, uh basically Ocean sort of just distributed this for him. Uh in a weird they had a weird setup here. And it, apparently this was very well known, like they made this very clear that Team 17 was was saying goodbye to the Amiga. This was going to be mm-hmm. the last showdown right. and this was sort of a favor And what they wanted to do was, and this is a direct quote, they wanted to release the ultimate game for the Amiga on their way out. Mm -hmm. Which is great. It's a fantastic send-off. It is great. Now, this one had some additional people that worked on it. Uh, There was some coding done by a fellow named Mark Fitt. Uh, There were some additional backgrounds. This one has uh, much better backgrounds in it uh, than than the other one did. It's got much better animations in it. This one was AGA only, Boat. OK, so you've got that going for you. Mm-hmm. This one also, you've got to remember, this was 97. So by this time, even back in the day, a lot of people had juiced up their Amigas quite a bit. And right. so there were if you were of still a,
0: on the platform, chances are you were
2: running something on there. Absolutely. Boat. Exactly. And so these people were catered to by Team yeah. 17 in this case, because if you had more uh, more memory, you would get more dialogue. You know there were there were advantages to having it would run better. You know, so they catered to these people. It also had hard disk installation on disc one, so you could actually put this on your hard drive and play it, which would be good. Which was a good deal.
0: Yeah, um, even on the original Worms, though, uh, if you had uh, if you had extra memory. Then you would get more levels. Like for example, uh, the if you just had a stock Amiga uh, five hundred. All you would get was the Arctic, Hades, Forest, and Mars. Right. But if you had more memory, you would add the desert, the alien zone, the tropics, the jungle, the scrapyard. You had to have two mega chip RAM to get to those, even on the original worm. So what do you, this game from the get-go was sort of catering towards those higher-end Amigas.
2: You know, what do you think about that, bud? I mean, that is, I th- I've always enjoyed when companies put those little extras in there. To, I mean, because they, they, you know... Eh, there's a little provocation to upgrade your Amiga, unless you're going to get some of this action. So really, it's it's beneficial to everybody. Yeah. If and if again, they do by, that.
0: by by 1995, even if you were running an ECS OCS Amiga, you probably had upgraded. You know, some you probably had that RAM. I right. mean, there. I can't imagine there were a lot of people that were still running a stock Amiga 595. I mean, maybe there were some, but and still using
2: them. And still using it. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So what was changed on here? Well, for starters, you've got 300 colors on the screen. Okay, you've got it, better textures. They've added they've added uh, different level maps, ca- like what's caverns, which caverns weren't available in the first go around. They added 14 new weapons, including uh, one that would stick around for a while, the old holy hand grenade of Antioch. If you're a big uh, if you're a uh, Monty Python fan, you understand what that was. Uh, and just the scrolling was better. It was just an all around smoother experience. I mean, listen, they didn't reinvent the wheel here, did they, Boat? But the texturing, the colors, it's just a better looking, better playing yeah. game. I it? mean,
0: th- there is no reason for you to play the original Worms uh, yeah. on the Amiga. You just play a director's cut.
2: It also added Boat a level editor. So now this, <laughs> I'm going to say I've never fiddled with this, but I can see where a level editor might be fun. Now, of course Words randomly generates its it's I mean it's uh maps and there yeah. it, with a crazy algorithm or whatever but it would be kind of neat to make your own maps and I I know that there are map packs out there if you nose around so I've never actually tried one of those but it might be kind of kind of fun to fool with uh, the, of course this game was well received because by at that point You could have released a disc, a blank disc that said Amiga's great, and put it in the mail and sent it to a magazine. They'd probably give you four stars because they were desperate. It was 97. They wanted some action. Uh, This got a uh, review on Lemon of 8.64. Amiga format gave it a 90, uh, and CU Amiga gave it a 91. They were still around in late uh, late 96, early 97, and uh, it did well. But here's the funny thing. Uh, this game only sold five thousand copies worldwide. So if you've got a copy of this, you're doing pretty good for yourself. Uh, I could not find any on eBay. Did you? Did you? Yeah. See well, you know, other?
0: obviously this this was done. It's sort of like you said, a love letter to the Amiga, the, the the machine that that launched Team Seventeen. Yeah. Um. And uh. You know. But at the same time, the you know the the reason why everybody was moving off the Amiga, other than the fact that it was a you know outdated platform, was that piracy was so rife. Yeah. And I guarantee you, there's a lot more than five thousand copies of Worms Director's Cut out there. They're
2: just on uh written on floppy disks. Oh yeah, you got that right. You know. I looked up, you know, the last time we covered this, uh, Boat, or the first time, the only time, which was way back in episode 47, which was June of 2016, somewhere in that ballpark, uh, Boat. I hadn't gotten to play the director's cut that much at the time, but the original Worms was a fun game, but like you said, I think you summed it up. There is no reason to go back and play the original when you've got this one around. This is a better game all around and really has aged quite well. Like, you can yeah. go pick this up right now, and if you're a Worms player, it doesn't take anything to get right back into it. Well,
0: here here's the thing that, that I don't know if everybody understands. Yeah. Worms was pretty much perfect from the get-go. Yeah. It wasn't one of these games that took two or three iterations to get right. Like, if you play the original Worms, not the director's cut, yeah. everything is in place. The ninja rope, all of the physics around that. And the in the the thing that makes this game head and shoulders above every other tank artillery type game out there is the mobility of your worms. The way that you can you can jump around. You're always playing the card of like, oh, if I jump too far, you're gonna land, it's gonna be the end of the turn, or you accidentally jump in the water, or you do crazy things with the ninja rope and you end up dying and everybody laughs. That is the reason why Worms is genius. Okay, yeah. that's what's sets Great it apart. party game, yeah. That and the fact that you have so many different Worms on your team. So you introduce the whole thing where you accidentally kill your own Worms. It's hilarious. You know, there is so much fun... To be had with a game like this. And I know, it's sort of, you know, the, the tradition continues. You guys play that Shell Shock game yes. on Saturday nights. But because it doesn't have the same sort of movement mechanics of, that Worms has, it's always going to be missing a certain something.
2: Listen, I love Shell Shock Live. We uh, we play it all the time, but it's not in the same stratosphere as Worms. Yeah. Worms, you you nailed it. You, you were, I agree with what you said. So here's an interesting tidbit here, just to kind of bring us down to a close. Uh, this game actually got a uh, uh, an updated version uh, uh, around May of 2018. They actually went to- <laughs> really had an updated yes to fix a few things. I think that's kind of cool. You can tell yeah. the guys there were at Team 17. These guys they love the Amiga. It probably killed them to leave it, if I'm honest. And now if you, I've well, played Worms Golf, you, you know, Worms it, Pinball. So they love the Worms as well.
0: Well, you know, Worms is what kept Team 17 afloat and probably still continues to keep Team 17 afloat until this day. Uh, However, they have come back in the past five or six years, and they've really become a pretty decent indie publisher. They, They published The Escapists, which was a very highly rated uh, prison escape game. There was a you know, sort of an indie game. Uh, of course, they continued to do tons and tons and tons of Worms games. They did it. Did you know there was an Alien Breed game that came out on Xbox 360? It was sort yes. of an isometric 3D game. Yeah. Um, of course, but Worms is the cash cow of the company. And, uh, you know, it's it's funny that you mentioned that, you know, when you throw the grenade, it is it is kind of like playing a
2: golf game because
0: there's a yeah. Worms Golf, Worms Crazy Golf.
2: Yeah, and in fact, I love that game. Me and Luke play. It's it's way better than Cincy Golf, I can tell you, that we've yeah. tried. Uh, and there's also Pinball, which is not good. Uh, but, yeah, I will say, you know, it, just to finish my thoughts on it, as we mentioned that this got compared to Lemmings a lot and to uh, Cannon Fodder, there is one thing that they both have in common, and you sort of nailed it. And what they have in common is they nailed a winning formula right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Like Lemmings, yep. you could sit down and play that right now. It's rock solid. It's it's fun. It makes you think. It's clever. It's cute. And uh, and Cannon fodder very similar. It's a game that it it it's, it worked. They knew the formula and it was instantly working. So you could absolutely compare Worms to those other two games in that department in terms of gameplay. Not so much. Yeah. Yeah. We're going Discord so, action on this boat.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, it turns out, Worms, pretty popular game. Pretty popular game among uh, our Discord members. Uh, we're going to start things off with uh, David Hearn Ryder. He says, Worms on the Amiga was excellent. A great take on Scorched Earth with far more humor, many more interesting weapons, and some other cool innovations like being able to teleport. The destructible scenery also added another dimension, enabling the player to find devious ways to destroy Worms. Being able to kill your teammates was also a clever touch along with the random crates of goodies that used to turn up. Despite the overt humor, the mechanics were solid and the original game is my favorite. Importantly, unlike worms from your pet dog, these worms were loads of fun and didn't require a trip to the pharmacy. (laughs) 8 out of 10. Ricky DeRocher says, What's not to like about worms? 10 out of 10. Enough said. (laughs) Lord Soup says, Incoming! 9 out of 10. Yeah. Carl writes, whilst lacking the polish and refinement of the later releases, there is still something special about the simplicity and purity of the original. Whilst, in my opinion, best enjoyed multiplayer amongst friends due to the often unfair and cheating AI, which always tends to land the perfect grenade or bazooka shot for the win. That's true. I still have warm memories of collecting a big box copy of director's cut from HMV one year with Christmas money as a young teenager after wearing out my CU Amiga cover disc copy eight out of 10. Hmm. So Carl has one of those 5,000. Hold on to that, Carl. Well done, Carl. And finally, Pixels of Dawn writes, It's almost hard to remember a time before Worms. When this turned up on the market, similar games were static artillery games with maybe the option to jostle your tank left and right or teleport across the playfield. With Worms, you suddenly had the option to navigate the whole battleground, causing devastation wherever you went, digging through the landscape and swinging like Indy from ropes. It really was a revelation, and this original version still holds up today as one of the best party games of all time. While later versions complicated matters with fancier graphics and burdensome numbers of weapons, the original Amiga version is a clean and simple game where a well-placed grenade can be just as effective as a full-on airstrike. And I still have disc after disc of custom levels people drew and depaint, so you can find yourself battling it out on a kitchen worktop or the logo of your favorite football team if that's your bag. An absolute classic, 9.5 out of 10.
2: Great reviews this week, Aaron. Yeah. Very good. Well-written reviews. And again, uh, just to close the book on it, I got no action on eBay and I got no, Mm. I I didn't see anything with the uh, the director's cut. So good luck. If you find one and you get a decent price on it, I would pick it up too sweet, Boat. Yeah.
0: All right, Aaron, let's leave Worms and check out what's been going on over on the old YouTube site.
2: All right, Boatster. So uh, we, you know, I'm trying to think we, we taped the last episode, gosh, how long ago it was a, a, over a week ago. If you didn't catch, uh, our, uh, previous amigos, the best and worst of 2022, we had a good time boat out recording out in the arcade. So if you didn't catch mm-hmm. that last week, check it out. We just kind of go through our last year's shows and kind of pick out the games. We thought they were the best, the ones that were the worst and, uh, chatted about some stuff. We had a good time, had a blast. Uh, so check that out. And if you were looking for uh, last Friday's uh, New Year's Eve Spectacular, it's funny, between the announcement of the New Year's Eve Spectacular and the having a New Year's Eve Spectacular, we canceled the New Year's Eve Spectacular. (laughs) Uh, Guess what? The unpleasantness uh, rolled into town. And by the way, it's a good thing we did cancel that because it would have been bad if we'd had it. And so myself and Evil Matt got together both to have a New Year's Eve spectacular of our own uh, back in the arcade. Uh, it's on Twitch right now. If you, want a, if you want six and a half hours of Amigo Aaron and Evil Matt, and then eventually we were joined by uh, Good Matt, uh, The Chud, and John Marshall for uh, in what turned into the concert event of the year. So that's over <laughs> on Twitch. I couldn't even think about bringing that over to YouTube. They'd they throw us out of here. Uh, but uh, we had a good time, and I want to thank Evil Matt and The Chud and good Matt and John Marshall were at least stopping by to uh, liven up the evening. And we will try next year, once again, to have a New Year's Eve spectacular. And hopefully, we won't get hammered by the unpleasantness, Boat.
0: We'll just get hammered.
2: <laughs> well done, Boat. So, first on the docket to, uh, this week, it's myself and it's the Brent. We were at it again this week on ARG. It was Dreamcast time, Boatster. Yeah. Uh, and and we haven't. You know, it's funny. You'd think that we'd cover the Dreamcast a million times. We would only covered it once. Uh, this time out, we looked at Dreamcast games. The one Brent chose was called uh, Metropolis Street Racer, and now I picked a game i never played before on the Dreamcast called Star Lancer. Uh, Star Lancer by the brother of the fellow that brought you uh, uh, Wing Commander, and uh, and uh, the brother also helped on this on uh, Wing Commander, and this ended up being a really great game. Uh, if you're a wing commander fan, uh, this was a heck of a fun game. I mean, I can't, I can't give Man, it up. It looks praise. amazing.
0: It looks like freaking elite dangerous,
2: dude. It's awesome. It's got a yeah. good heads up. I mean, there it's got inner, it's got, uh, uh, cut scenes in it that are like of the era. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like right. we think we can do 3d cut scenes eh, you know, but it was good. And then if you're a fan of like just straight up racing games, like your grand, uh, turismo's or the uh, that xbox whatever microsoft's version of that is brent's uh, msr is another excellent game this racing game is very good and i've not played this either so we wanted to play two things we never played before and we did so we had a good time uh if check us out if you're into the dreamcast uh we had a lot of fun on that one boat now here's an here's one i love your headline here Uh drunk nfts ask the amigos december 21st tell us about this one boat you remember recording this
0: well, this is we, we did this right after the best of show, so That's that we were right. still the, the the lights were still set on the old set. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we we broke down. You know, Discord had a lot of <laughs> questions for us, and we answered yeah. them, including my initial uh NFT investment. You can hear how that turned out uh on the show. But we answer all kinds of other questions, gaming and non-gaming related.
2: Yeah, we we should keep that set. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. But the, yeah, so if you're into listening to me and Boat just jabber about questions. We had a good time, and we dressed good too. Might as well take that in because ain't gonna happen again. That tie, <laughs> that tie and sports jacket ain't coming back out. Unless I gotta go to court. I can take you that into <laughs> our own funeral. What about this boat? You've been a busy boy. Tell the people what you're up to here. I know you've done it before, but reiterate what you're doing here. Yeah, this so really you know,
0: slowly, slowly but surely, I'm taking our early videos that did not have, a, or early uh, episodes that did not have a video component and I'm adding a video component and also sort of tweaking the audio quality to make it a little bit more listenable. Uh, And what I've done this again, you know, we did five or six arcade spectaculars, Aaron, where we covered between 70 and 80 games per episode in a (laughs) rapid-fire fashion. I don't know what we were thinking. Yeah. And so what I did was I took uh, our little review of Paperboy. I added some video to it. And then, you know, back in the day, we used to actually record ourselves playing the game after the episode. Yeah, we're just uh, doing
2: that again, aren't we, Boat?
0: We should. We should. Yeah. We really should. And uh, and anyway, I combine those two videos together to make, you know, one sort of episode. So I call this Amigos episode sixty two point one remastered. So if you want to yeah. hear our thoughts on Paperboy from way back in twenty sixteen, you can check that out.
2: And then see us play it. Yeah. Yeah. This has been very well received, too, Boat. I mean, Boat yeah. puts a lot of work in on this stuff, but I mean, I have to say, that's the best that you overlooked. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> so check that out, Paperboy. Paperboy, great. We love Paperboy. Now, yeah. our boy, the Flaxter, he's back from vacation, back with a vengeance, Boat. And this time out on Spray Castle Plays, the Flaxter is taking on the Wizard of War, the Wizard of mm. War on C64. This is an awesome, awesome port. Uh, watch, watch out, Bally Astrocade, because maybe this may be the new front runner for best port. This looks great. Flight goes through a couple uh, different versions of the old Wizard of War. And there's one here, but you got to see because it's a combination of Wizard of War and Pac-Man that someone really? made up. Yeah, so check this out. If you're watching at home, picture the Wizard of War maze uh, with dots in it and one energizer, and instead of playing one of the guys with a gun, you're Pac-Man. You've got to wow. go get the energizer to so you can go eat the other monsters. Kind of cool, kind of cool. It's cool, I know, man. I never heard of it. That's the kind of sweet, sweet action you get uh, from our good buddy Flack. So make sure you check this out. Sprite Castle plays Wizard of War. Also check out his uh, podcast, Sprite Castle, which is great. And also check out his other podcast. You don't know Flack, and I hear yeah. tell he has announced yet another podcast on this show. He announced another podcast. He's trying to he's trying to hork your gimmick boat. Fifty podcasts, and he's <laughs> going to be doing a DOS podcast coming soon. So we'll just leave it there. But he did announce one here, so it's something to look forward to from Jack Flack, Rob O'Hare. All right. Uh, uh, lastly, holy smokes, this is hot off the presses, boat. Do you realize how hot off the presses this is from our good buddy? Fifty
0: five minutes ago. This Yeah,
2: came out. Frodo is back, and he is continuing to march through this is like a death march through the <laughs> disney games frodo leaving no stone unturned he's going from pocahontas to lion king one and a half i don't know what that wow. is boat so, retro games like based- part six yeah retro based on disney animated movies part three this is a three plus hour disney extravaganza with everyone's favorite buddy look at frodo's beard Look at that! I wish I could do something like that. The face well, doesn't, man. Who
0: doesn't? You know, it?
2: Frodo's a—he's a handsome fellow with a great beard, and mm-hmm. now he's a handsome fellow with a great beard playing three and a half hours of Disney games. Both—he's <laughs> a man of great patience as well. That I mentioned that. Listen, Frodo is a—I uh, was there when Frodo started streaming, you know, and mm-hmm. now he's some kind of bona fide superstar. I mean, that, that's a—that's yeah. a, a shoot, by the way. So come check Frodo out because he holds court. In his room. He's got a ton of people in there having a good time. And he's always up to no good. So check him out. Again, that's Frodo, part three of his Disney animated movie games.
0: Awesome. I think think that's all we
2: got uh, this time around, Boaster.
0: All right. Well, you know, before we wind things down, Aaron, we've got to thank all the fine folks that make this show happen, including our awesome patreon supporters now i can't remember i don't think that i announced the winner of last week's patreon song contest uh because i really had to pee at the end of the uh, the best of show and i we, we ha- I had to get out of there so i'll do it now the winner <laughs> of last week's or like eight weeks ago the last patreon song competition we did flagpole sitta aaron flagpole sitta by harvey danger yeah uh Paul I'm Kitching pixels at dawn got it and mitsuyama ironically three people from the uk although i guess that it is the theme song of some uk show so uh maybe that's why but i was that, i was seriously expecting more people to get that song i thought that uh i thought that was more well known than what it was did that did that band ever do
2: anything else ever no I,
0: they would much like frankie they, goes Frank, to hollywood I, they had a difficult second
2: you stole my thunder right there i was gonna have a call back <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right aaron get ready because i'm doing the patreon song live this oh week. sweet georgia brown oh gosh no so here we go you, if you, don't you know t-
2: it yeah don't tell don't you what it, it in is chat,
0: john at amigos
1: rsn887 albert kemp we like what we like mr Chipita price Herman V. Wander, Bleaches, and Mark Richard, David Hearn, Chris Edwards, Ram, okay, Ram, okay, David Terrace, Drew Carlos, Matthew Mobius, The Phantom Magnus, Seth Yates, Alistair Fiend, Chris Brussel, David Z., George Orzansky, The Amiga Show, Daniel Crabtree, Super Famic, King, Crazy Loomis. William Vinter, Heavy Systems, Inga Bundy, Fraggler, Brock Byland, Olaf Hopemski, Alien Breeder, Dave Velociraptor, Cowboy, Bolane, Vincent. Daniel Williams, Luke Hudson, John Cook, Bomb the Bass, Frodo, Winner, L, and Sazer, Tech, Major, and uh, Mr. Cola Merlin, Lucas, Jerry Dennington, Soul Glove, Reflection, Simon, Les Captain Crispy, Killer Biles, and Caffeine, Gary, Heather McGee, Kate Fox, David Pickford, Cameron, Armstrong, Andy Jones, Lobster Minader, Ten minute Amiga retrocast a Burna Quin RMC, Tim Druzos, a Ferris and Kyle Leto, Rob O'Hara, Matthew Lemo, Andy Craig, Sanzo Bach, Ben Rolandberg, Andrew The Monks, Joe The Zombie, Leif Kelan Allen, Kebab, Czechote, a Level Lord, John Marshall, Matthew Perot, O Reggae, the Russell Craven, Dead Boy. Figure City, The Slow, Nora, Stephon, Sogart, Mortensen, Edmund Helen, Christopher Ivey, Abba, Chris Foles, Lauren Giroux Graham, Becky, Adam Battersby, O'Brien's retro and vintage Gary Huck and Paul Harrington Duncan Styles, Tapes from the crib, Josh Nan, Big Man, Adam Batley Jonas Rouleau, G.H.G. Eric Messon Kim Dami, Huma Sally, Daniel Bix, and Brutal, Barracuda, Jason Girls, Jared Golds, Jason Wolves fixes of dawn, and Kjell Bjorn
2: Barman. <laughs> Were you playing an invisible sacks? What was going on with your hands? Or was, was did the man. arthritis kick in? That was, that was my big man. The, what does that mean? You said big man, and I don't know what that means.
1: <laughs>
2: what is well, that? Does it mean something? It does. It is does. it dirty? Why are you giggling like that? I'm, is that I'm what like you call man. your cup? That big, your big cup. <laughs> Oh man! What? <laughs> we'll save that for the next Patreon song. <laughs> My God! You know that you were de- that was a demand performance right there. It's a good <laughs> thing you put that out. I was getting some heat because of you. You know that was hideous.
0: All right. So we also want to thank all of our Twitch subscribers, Aaron. You know we 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 record this show live every week on Twitch.tv/slash Amigos Retro Gaming, and uh, we want to thank da Crabs MTG. Trap Shot Live, Negsol Back to 8-Bit with Hermski, Still Adolescing, Frodo and L Demo Scene TV, Real Retro Dude, Edvin Helland, Gary Heather, Buck Owens, Steve Burtz, Take, Monzames, Oram, Lamasta, <laughs> Zuperdan, Dan, Captain Chaos DK, Thurso Bard, Am I Steph, Blow Jellyfish, John Marshall 3, Great Al G, I Am Paul H., Jigglebox, Uber Scuba Diver, Duncan Styles, M Kelly 0904, ChronosNet. I am Chris Folds, cubits Lumens808, Butterbird, Eeyore 4077, Mitsuyama, Explorer, Beach Bum7, Amiga Live, and Scumboy for subscribing on
2: Twitch. Fine folks all around. Fine, fine, Absolutely. upstanding folks, boat. And you Absolutely. subjected them to whatever that song was. Why do you and do that afford- to these people?
0: And of course, we want to thank all of the ch- people in the chat right now. They've been with us all afternoon. long We've suffering. Recording. We've been recording almost four hours. Almost oh, four man. hours this man. And most of these people have been with us every step of the way. You know, I don't do this every week, but I'm going to read them all here and I'm going to recognize. You better oh, recognize. My oh, man. Go First to all, work. We bro. got our moderators, Duncan Styles and Pixels of Dawn Gaming, doing a great job dropping ban hammers wherever necessary. We got Amiga Live with us. Atten, Barkbit, Beachbum Seven, Bitstorm, Blow Jellyfish, Brock One Hundred One, Canadian Retro Things, Commander Root, Daw Crabs, MTG, Delamort Seventy Eight, Edvin, Helen from the Man Cave, eor 4077 dropping gift subs like she's just making it rain like this. Yeah, Elysian, Foxed, uh, Frodo NL, Gunner Warhorse, HSEI Ken, Jabisoft, Jane Defends Weekly. Jason mm. Warrens, Catherine Caxips 06, L. Curtis Boyle. Oh hail. Lurks, Mike A3000, Mitsuyama, M. Kelly 0904, Mr. Cola, Orom, mm. Oil of Hope, Picard 2010, mm, Pig Dog so. 972, Pinheads, Retro Rewind, Ricky DeRocher, oh. Remastino, Skewer Bjornorn, Snowy Playstations, <laughs> Spike Trap Claire, Texas Foosballer. The Angry Viking Bear, Tongadosa, mm. Uber Scuba Diver, VNK, Wishbone, Worlds of Rogue, and Explorer. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us this Good afternoon. Ground. Thank you, evening. Mark Bitt. Yeah, it was great. All right, Aaron. Let's take this thing to the house. Next week, we're playing freaking KGB. Papers, please. You gotta wear that shirt, man. People love it when you wear the shirt. I get, I get a lot of heat for that, but
2: I'm gonna wear it next week, by God. You I could, will.
0: You should. All right, guys. We will see you next week. Until then, are